All I can say is, in the hardest of circumstances, there always is joy, there always is hope. There always is a through line of purpose and optimism that we can find because God is always working in everything. He's always working, the good, the bad, the ugly. All things work together for good for those who are called according to God's purposes. So there is this through line, and it's our job just to find it. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, and breaking always and forever love. Welcome to the show. How do we learn to see? As scientists will tell you, we don't see like a camera sees. We anticipate what we're going to see, and as a result, we miss things. Our brain kind of gets in the way, and we only see what we expect to see. And artists talk about this, of course, training your eyes to look and really see. Really learning to see what you're looking at, not what you're only expecting to see. Claude Monet put it like this. When you go out to paint, try to forget what objects you have before you, a tree, a house, a field, or whatever. Merely think, here is a little square of blue, here an oblong of pink, here a streak of yellow. I wonder what might it look like to ask God to train our eyes to see what we cannot see in our circumstances, in the way he's leading us, in what he's doing in our lives. Our guest today, pastor and author Jonathan Pitts, explores that very question with great wisdom and shares with us about the tragic loss he suffered and how he found strength and peace and hope. A few years ago, Jonathan suffered the devastating loss of his wife suddenly in her sleep, leaving behind four girls to raise alone and a ministry to shoulder and a legacy to keep alive. How do you go on after a loss like that? Jonathan shares with such beautiful honesty and humility and courage. He shares his struggles, his griefs, his joys, his fears, his hopes, and the strength God has given him along the way. I was deeply moved and humbled by listening to him, and I know you will be too. So, without further ado, please welcome my friend, and now yours, Jonathan Pitts. I am a dad to four girls. Alina's 17, Caitlin is 15, my twins Cameron and Olivia are 12. And about three and a half years ago, we went through a tremendous and tragic loss, uh, the loss of their mom, uh, Winter. I met Winter in college, fell in love with her, got married two weeks after we graduated from college, went to school in Philly, and we would have this epic journey. I would say our first five years of marriage was 
figuring out that both of us were humans in need of much help from the Lord. The next five years, we'd really work on trying to deal with our own humanity in our marriage. And I would say our last five years of marriage, last five years and 27 days, would be like really deep friendship, really deep partnership. Because Winter and I um, actually, she founded, I co-founded a ministry called For Girls Like You, which was a is an unapologetically Christian magazine for tween girls. And she'd go on to publish a bunch of books. And I would just really be, in addition to being her husband and best friend, this guy that would come alongside of her in her ministry. And so when Winter uh, passed away, honestly, it was an utter shock. And we felt like we had the whole world in front of us. We had trajectory in um, life. Our four girls were in a good place. We were living in Dallas at the time, had recently moved to Nashville. Two weeks after we moved to Nashville for me to take a role as an executive pastor, Winter would um, have a sudden heart dysrhythmia. Her heart would get off rhythm. And uh, what I would like to say is the most tragic 30 minutes of my life, most heightened 30 minutes of my life were the most glorious for her. And she would go into the arms of her savior um, pretty gently. I knew immediately when Winter passed away that there were some immediate challenges and tasks that were mine and only I could do them. The first was leading my girls through the loss of their mom, but also like showing them what it would look like to honor her and not forget her. You know, in Genesis, it talks about, uh, says that Jacob buried Rachel. He set a stone to remember her and then he moved forward. Got these 12 sons to get to the promised land, you know, and it's just like, there's this reality that I knew that God was calling me. They were still on this earth. I was still on this earth and I was called to lead them and help them honor and memorialize their mom. That was one. I also felt like a really strong conviction to carry on her ministry for girls like you. Like she had built this beautiful brand. Thousands of girls were being impacted by it. Parents were being impacted by it. And I knew that God was calling me to carry that on as well. And so I spent, I would say the first, you know, really two and a half years after winter passed, really just pouring into my girls and pouring into, um, Winter's ministry. And I, I would meet uh, my now wife, Peta, uh, a little more than a year and a half into that process. And there was a time where I was trying to figure out, okay, how, how I had, I kind of had one foot deeply rooted in my identity and my past, and then another foot rooted in my future, which is a really strange place to be, by the way, like walking through loss and walking through new life and going from grief to celebration is something that has to happen really intentionally. It can't happen by accident because how do you do that? Like, how do you walk out of a grief season into a celebration season while not just leaving everything behind and forgetting those people around you? But I've also learned to just trust that Jesus is walking with me every bit of the way because there's parts of it that aren't easy. Like in my, in my life now, there are massive parts that aren't easy that are really difficult and really scary. And God's just still teaching me just to trust his voice, um, trust the way he's built me and wired me and trust his call in my life. It's big. It's massive. It's It's been fluid and changing uh, over these last couple of years. And so, um, yeah, I've really just been learning to lean into him to just follow that still small voice. My spiritual dad and mentor, Tony Evans, would say, Dr. Tony Evans, if all you see is what you see, you'll never see all there is to be seen that there's something to be seen in the spiritual world that you can't quite see physically if you're not looking for it. And if you're not disciplining yourself to look for it, probably the greatest thing that God's been both teaching me, growing me in and using me to kind of trumpet is this idea of seeing what you can't see in grief and difficulty and loss.
I actually got married recently and God's given me a beautiful woman to love and to give my life for and who has said yes to being a bonus mom to my four girls. So a lot of, a lot of, a lot of life in the last couple of years. And I'm now still pastoring at Church of the City in Franklin, Tennessee. The thing that God is teaching me right now that I would really just encourage anybody with, you know, Scripture says, uh, Proverbs 4, 7 says, with all you get, get wisdom. And then it says, and with all you get, get understanding. And for me right now, I'm walking through life and there's so many massive decisions that I'm making. I just got married and career and what's life look like and what do I do with my girls and I'm blending this family and there's so many leadership challenges and I don't know if I'm making all the right decisions. I'm doing the best I can. I'm praying. I'm seeking the Lord. And still, in all these things, I have no idea what I'm doing in a way, you know? And so what I'm learning to do is in the process of everything I'm doing and all the decisions I'm making, when I make a good decision, get wisdom, get understanding. When I make a bad decision, get wisdom, get understanding. In everything I'm walking through right now, I'm just asking God, God, I'm walking through this. Like you knew I was going to fail here. You knew I was going to get this right. You helped me here. But in all of this, God, would you would you help me to get wisdom? Would you help me to get understanding? It's going to cost me a lot. Like this life in general, life life is costly. Relationships are costly. Like though it costs you all you have, get understanding. And um, so I'm just trying to remind myself to do that, that, that life is less about having to nail everything and more about growing in wisdom, growing in understanding, growing in relationship with Jesus as I move forward. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at sallylloydjones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, hello. It's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.